Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott with Dave. And I'm going to go over here. <laughs> we're going to talk about season three of Star Trek Picard. Um, wow, what a final send off. Oh, folks, spoilers abound. Um, oh, this will probably yeah. air much later than it is. And you should have seen it by now. But yeah, full on spoilers here about yeah, season yeah. three of Picard. And it's I what I found to be a nice farewell mm-hmm. to the next generation crew. But yeah. also. The sproutings of a potential new series. Yeah. Yeah. And with the with, way it, it ended. It worked the way they did it. It worked really well. Um, so, folks, if you haven't, if you've watched it, you you know who the big enemy is. And it's been foreshadowed from the first right. season that we were going to deal with the Borg again. And holy crap, did we? But, um, Dave. I uh, I just want to look something up real quick as, sure. as we talk. First off, I liked Picard season three. I really did. Yeah. I still have a problem with the swearing. They didn't swear nearly as much in this one as as they normally did. It seemed almost non-existent. <laughs> it was almost completely gone at this point, but they still did. And and it's like, uh, okay, and I'll give you that. I'm getting kind of used to it. They had a character in this one, uh, Shaw, mm-hmm. Captain Shaw of the Titan. Titan? It was the Titan. And initially, what happens in the series is Picard is packing. He's packing up. He's getting ready to move to, I think, a Romulan-run planet or or like a Romulan planet of some sort with his Romulan girlfriend, which I'm going to come back to because I have problems here. (laughs) But that's... And he gets called away because, of course... He's needed, and no one else can do it but Picard. And he calls Riker. He gets a hold of Riker. So Riker comes in because Riker's having problems of his own, and Riker's trying to run away from his problems. They Picard's retiring. Riker's got no ship, but he's still, I think, a captain. Mm-hmm. He's not an admiral yet either. No. Right? He's, just, he's a captain. But he's, like, semi-retired. He has got doesn't have a ship. But they're both trying to bluff their way on to the Titan. They're trying to get a and ship. an inspection or something. Yeah. yeah. They're trying to get a ship to go to these coordinates that they're told to go to. And the captain of the Titan's not having anything to do with it. Shaw's just like, you know, I know who you guys are. You guys are troublemakers. And then when Seven of Nine tries to correct them and say, hey, look, you know, they, they might need some help, he's like, you're my first officer, and he calls her. I forgot what her, what Hansen. her real name is. And Hanson. He's calling yeah. her Hanson. You know, which I think is supposed to be her real name. Is that right, or is that a name? No, her gave? real name. Annika Hanson is her real human name. Her real human. Uh, okay. Before assimilation, yeah. So she doesn't appreciate it because he's doing it almost as an insult to to her, which I you know when you. Freaking first meet Shaw, you're like, you son of a, you're just, oh, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. But he's an A, he's a necessary character. And B, after the, about the second or third time he showed up and the shit that was happening, I looked over at the old lady and I said, I'd agree with Shaw. 
Yeah. Right about that's now, when, I that's mean, when it happens. <laughs> Those guys would be in the brig. You start to see it. <laughs> they ain't start, getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, at that point, you still don't know exactly why he has so such anger toward, right. and resentment toward Picard and Seven. And oh, yeah. You don't know yet, but you're starting to see. It's like, okay, this guy's right. Everywhere these the this crew goes is trouble. You've just put everybody in danger, which yeah. they did. Yes, <laughs> they did. But especially like initially in the original series, it was mostly stuff because they're being ordered to go somewhere. This yeah. was especially in this one was them going somewhere on their own. They weren't being yeah. ordered to. No, um, they were literally going to steal a Starfleet ship. Yeah. These high ranking officers. Because they needed to. They needed to. And. It's a great story for, for that part. Um, and then you have. I can never remember her name. The woman that that's actually playing the main villain, Plummer. Um, oh, Amanda Plummer. Amanda oh, my Plummer God. Plays. Vatic. Vatic. Yeah. She. I love Amanda Plummer in anything, but this, she was just amazingly insane. Dude. The dude. only thing, in my opinion, the only thing that would have made her character even better was if she would have been a Klingon because of her dad mm-hmm. being in the I Forgotten know, yeah. Country. Or, yeah, forgotten Undiscovered. Country. Undiscovered Country. that would have been the only thing that would have made her character even better. But short of that, she plays insane and she's boy, she's got problems of her own. Like this, this is a villain that you actually start feeling sorry for too. Like when you start finding out what happened to her. That's what I was going to mention. When she first came on the screen, I was like, Oh my God, look at this. Yeah. This is an this is an actor who just understood the assignment and she brought so much to to this character. She's so insane and you know here's one one little thing that they did. It's so far in the future and she's smoking a damn cigarette. Yeah. It's yeah. so out of place and it's so insane to think at that time and that's why it's just one little thing that they added some flavor to her. And Dude, it worked. She, she when when she's communicating with the Borg Queen. Right. And you before can see you the, know fi- it's the Borg Queen, right? Before you know it's the Borg Queen, all you see is the fear that Vatic has of this creature talking mm-hmm. to her. And I'm thinking, I'm scared of Vatic. And Vatic's scared of this. What could this be? Right. And as right. such I, I can't sing Amanda Plummer's praise high enough in this series. Yeah, because c- up until she gets the first communication. You don't know that there's anybody else really in charge. You think she's the main, main bad guy. And she's just brutal. Like, she's just freaking brutal evil. Um, A lot of people were complaining about the way that Worf was in this. And I don't know why. I don't either. This was like the the most badass Worf that you've seen. It's the natural progression. And he still had that that humorous side to him without trying to be humorous. And the thing that got me the most was when he introduces himself. He he, he uh Raffi is, <laughs> is back. So she's undercover. She's trying to find out who the 
people are that stole this weapon, and it was a wormhole device uh, yeah. of a sort Portal device, yeah, that could move something from one spot to another. And they basically, whoever has this weapon, has crushed a um, a Federation outpost. Yeah, it was, it was an of, academy. I thought thought it was yeah, some kind of academy or post. Anyway, they, <clears throat> so Raffi's trying to figure out what's going on. She's got. She's talking to somebody on the computer, but it's all typing. It's all like she's talking to the computer and she's reading what they're saying back to her. And come to find out it's the handler that she has is Worf. Well, she's ignored his advice. She's gone to this planet. She's trying to find out who the person is that stole the device. And she winds up taking the drug that she's been off of for a long time to prove that she's not an agent. Mm-hmm. It was a bad mistake. So this Frangi warlord is going to kill her with some, you know, bad guys coming in, and all of a sudden you just see the the blood of these guys getting spread, you know, and Chedge getting chopped off, and he Worf kills everybody. There's like six guys in there. He takes, yeah. he doesn't even work up a sweat. He's no. not even warm after he does it. He picks her up over his shoulder. He walks out. Everybody just basically spreads, you know, moves out <laughs> of the way. This Klingon just came and kicked some major he walks, ass. he walks through his ship, and he's badass looking. I mean, he's got the he's got oh he does man. He, he's got the white hair all pulled back. He's here. Michael Dorn is uh, amazing. Um, but he introduces himself, and he goes through like five minutes of his introduction. You know, I'm the house of house of Moog. Son of, you know, yeah, on and on, our talk, you know, the killer of blah blah blah, slayer, you know, bane to the Duras sisters, and he just goes on. And then Raffi is sitting there looking at him like, What? And he, he's like, Would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> you know, and she's like, What? What? <laughs> like, she cannot figure out what the hell's going on. So she, I think she attacks him at that point. He just slaps the shit out of her, he just, you know, flings her around like she's yeah. nothing. But the whole point is I kept hearing that, oh, he's, uh, what is he? he he's uh, when you don't want to fight. Pacifist. Yeah, he's a pacifist. He's a pacifist. You know, and that was the biggest complaint that people were saying, oh, we're, we're a pacifist in this one. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, he just killed more guys as a pacifist than he did in seven season of The Next Generation yeah. and all the seasons that he was on Deep Space Nine. He killed more guys in one movie or in one season, one episode, <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. But yeah. he explains the pacifism. The he pacifism does, yeah. Of, of like being a pacifist isn't not being violent. When He's you just not to. seeking it out. He's not yeah, glorifying. You're, you're well, just not looking uh, for it. Yeah, not uh, being violent just to be violent. Yeah, you have – if you're provoked, you defend yourself. If you're provoked, you defend your friends and family. Um, you don't just let people do whatever the hell they want. And I was like, that's a perfect that's a mm-hmm. perfect example of what I think a pacifist should be. Like, well, you don't and, look for trouble, but you better be ready for it. And that's what made fun. him such a badass in here because, I mean, they, they made a point of showing that, yeah. you know, basically he was – he was finding his Zen, his center. He was becoming th- this to me is a natural progression of a warrior like that. He is yeah, now balanced. Teaching, I like how he's teaching Raffi. He takes Raffi under his under yeah. his wing. Oh, their chemistry together. Her. Michelle Hurd oh. and Michael Dorn. Man, they they work so well together. Yeah. And they were like perfect, perfectly matched. Like, like if she was ever gonna leave seven, she'd go to Wharf, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I, I like 
the main gangster turns out to be a Vulcan. Yeah. I didn't really see that coming, but when it happened, no. I was like, no, oh, I can, I could see it. And then he gives his explanation. Well, you mm. know, if you have good and bad, you have to have somebody in between. That's, that's logical. And, uh, he makes Raffi cause he's captured Raffi and, and, uh, Worf. Yeah. And, and he, he has him fight, fight to the death. <laughs> you think she stabbed him. And I'm like, there's no way, there's no way Worf is going to go out like that. You know, I know. Even, I was like, even if I he was it. sacrificing himself, you know, yeah. but it made sense that that's what he was training her for. He was basically showing her how to do something. Yep. So he wouldn't die. So if she did stab him, when she stabs him, he when she does die. stab him. <laughs> and what's funny is he's basically, you know, this Romulan is going to kill her anyway. Even after she supposedly kills Worf and he's like, oh, you know, you're just pathetic. You know, I didn't see you killing the, the Klingon, but no big deal. And then all of the lights start going out and all you hear is people going oh, ooh, oh, off screen and in the dark. And the Klingon or the Romulan or the the Vulcan gangster starts like looking around and all of a sudden Worf is right behind him with a knife to his throat. Yeah. And what, what does he say? He's like, Oh, you won't kill me. You know, you, you're not going to, you're not going to kill me a defenseless man, blah, blah, blah. And Worf's like, I'm losing a lot of blood. I'm losing, I'm, I'm running out of time and I've got no time for your nonsense or something like that. And, and, and Raffi says something, you better tell him because you got a bleeding Klingon on your, on your neck. And the guy just gives up everything. Yep. He just fucking, he spills the, he spills the beans on everything. Man. Yeah. 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 It's I, logical not to die. It, it, it's a good version of Worf. And this, that's one of the things yeah. this, this uh, series managed to do. It brought, Everybody back, um, yeah. All the main cast uh, back, and they've all changed, but they're all the same. And one thing that stayed the same is their family. Um, yeah, the loyalty to one another. When you see them all together, and I think it's Counselor Troy at one point says, "I've never been so happy to see so many wrinkles." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's yeah, they're all old, but they're all it's it's just a beautiful moment. If if you watch this back in the 80s and 90s and you grew to know know these um, this this crew and the movies, right. seeing it all come to, back together um, on the Enterprise D is um, dude. It just, I was smiling from ear to ear when I, that happened. I couldn't figure out why they didn't steal that ship sooner. I know. Because the minute I, because early on they mentioned that they're all being, all the ships are being slaved together. And I'm like, well, that's freaking Cylon tech. Why the hell are you using Cylon tech? It's a bad I, idea. Dude, I was like, this has got Battlestar Galactica written all exactly. over it. <laughs> it's so Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. But I was thinking like, why the hell are you guys stealing an old ship? You know, a ship yeah. that doesn't have that tech. Well, that's it. what I thought they were going to do early on when they stole right. the cloaking device. I thought they were just going to take the Klingon bird of prey, a far yeah, superior yeah. vessel is what, or great taste or whatever Worf said. He always yeah. has these great one-liners that, yeah, you know. For, for, for like Klingons, because he's always got a good day to die. <laughs> yeah. um, but I like when it, the introduction of the doctor, uh, yeah. Dr. Crusher, when she shows up, she's, I Dude. think she's the first one on screen. I think yeah. she's the first one in episode one that you see. And mm -hmm. she just blasting the shit out of people left yeah, and right. Yeah, this is a side of Beverly that we've never seen. Yeah, her ship is under attack. They're basically pirate doctors. They're going and helping people that yeah. nobody's supposed to go help. Like the Federation 
out of Federation space so they don't go help anybody. Yeah. And she's like, well, that's that's not what the Federation's for. We're supposed to be helping people. So they so are. Her and her son go and help people, but they've been getting chased for a long time. Um, I think when Riker and Picard first meet the son, it's funny how Riker reacts. Riker knows exactly who the kid is right away. Yeah, he does. Um, the doctor's in stasis because she's been wounded. I'm going to jump forward a little bit back to uh, where they finally meet up with Jordy on the on the at, at the moon base. I forgot what the moon base was, but the, it's the museum. It's a big yeah. museum. With yeah, all Jordy's the curator of uh, Jordy all these ships. Anything to do with these guys, man? He's already he already well, knows, he knows their trouble. He he's already gotten all the reports that if they show up, he's supposed to report them. And he's like, just get out of my life, you know. I used to follow you because of this and follow you because of that. He's trying to talk his daughter out of not going with him. And the he's daughter's trying like, trying to protect his kids. Yeah, and I mean that's one daughter the bottom is like, line. No, I'm going. You know these these are my family. These are I yeah. trust these people. So. Lo and behold, Jordy winds up joining up with him because Jordy's like, I can't leave my kid alone with you guys. Oh. You know, you're going to get it killed. So he goes with him. Uh, who else is next? Uh, the next one they meet is Data. Yeah. Oh, man. They, they break into this ultra high tech science division for the Federation. And the, the way they get it is they get this reader that they steal from. Uh, the the Vulcan mm -hmm. gangster. And as soon as this three-dimensional figure shows up from the old Sherlock Holmes uh yeah Moriarty shows up. You I knew basically what was going on. I was like, ah, okay. It is the security it, system. It is their security system. They've downloaded data. They they somehow managed to, to get data but they also got lore and then they got the other before the last one. and yeah, yeah the, the, the last one that I don't remember what his name was because he lasted for all of 30 seconds on television yeah. or in a movie, but it's all three of their consciousnesses put together. They don't want to do turn data on all the way because lore could take over. There's a lot of, a lot of intrigue. There, like what's going to happen? How's it happen? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you're like, oh no, what what are they going to do? But at least Brent Spiner's in back as his main character. Yeah, I love how one? they used him episodes one and two. I loved how they used him like that through the whole yeah. thing. But now they got data. They got data back on the Titan. The captain of the Titan has been wounded. He's pissed off. He doesn't want fucking be there. He's he's, he's healing up rather nicely though, and they're getting attacked again by Vatic. They capture Riker. He's getting the shit kicked out of him. You're not sure who, who to trust anymore because by this point you found out that the founders are back. The founders yeah. are from deep Changelings space. Changelings are back, yeah. Uh, the changelings are back. And at this point, Kent and I were convinced that the son was a pa wraith. Mm -hmm. I was like, this kid's a pa wraith. They're going to bring in fucking Cisco. This is fucking great. And oops, nope. Nope, they dropped the ball there. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say this this is where I, I just see all the holes that they had. So from this point on, are going to be little complaints. All in all, I still love the series. I really did. I loved how they ended it, all in all. 
But how did, did you did you know what the power race were? Did you ever watch? Not until I started reading online and saw what people were speculating. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, because Kent and I were like, okay, this is a power race that got away. This is fucking awesome. Who's who's looking for him? Why are they looking for him? Oh, yeah, this a lot is of people were speculating that. Um, Turns out they dropped the ball on that. He was just. He was just genetically modified because of Picard being his dad. And when Picard was taken aboard the board, he passed ship, it on. They but changed how, DNA a bit. This speaks to the intelligence and the cunning of the Borg. Right. Uh, talk about a long game. Yeah. Just, wow. in, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. And had she not survived, that would have never happened. Yeah. Because there wouldn't have been anybody left. Okay, that's my first hold. He wasn't a power wraith. They didn't bring back Cisco. I'm a little ticked off already. Like, can't believe you guys didn't bring back Cisco. He should have been the one to come in and save the day at this point. No, didn't happen. The kid's just aboard. But the interesting thing is, and I had already kind of figured this out when they were talking about all of the shape changers being, uh, initially they were finding them only in the transporter. They're mm-hmm. transporter chiefs. And I thought, well, there's got to be a reason that they're doing that. It's got to be like a screening thing. And I, I didn't figure out the DNA thing, but I knew it had to that have was something slick. to do with screening. That was slick. They're changing the people's DNA. Through the transporters. Through the trans, yeah, through the transporters. Which would make sense. How easy would that be to just re Because yeah. the code's being, everything's being put back together. Right. Oh, wow. You just put it in there. But it's only people 25 and under, or under 25. Yeah. So it's basically Gen Z. That was a nice little older generation knows how to fight and is cunning, and they're going to figure it out and save the day. Gen Z is just going to go along with the with zombies. The hive mind. The hive mind. And wow. I thought, I thought that, and I was like, "Holy nice. crap! What?" <laughs> I I know the writers had to had to be thinking about that when they oh, did. I'm sure. it. They had to be. But okay, I'm like, all right, this is the big fight. Fucking Enterprise D's there. They're going to get shit kicked out of them. Fucking Agnes and her group of fucking Borg are going to show up. She's going to save the day. And what a great fucking full circle for the Borg. They were the worst enemy. And then all of a sudden they come back and they save the fucking day at the last god darn second. Nope. Nope. No No Borg. They did season one and two of nothing but Borg shit. (laughs) And now we... Agnes becoming a gosh darn Borg queen. And nope. No, Agnes. No, Agnes. Let me talk about my biggest. (laughs) Let me mention my biggest miss. I was expecting Janeway to show up and send the queen to hell one more time. (laughs) There you go. But no, Admiral Janeway. There's your perfect thing. There's your perfect thing. Agnes's ship flying in. Janeway on that ship with Agnes because she had to fly out to go get her. Geez, that's complicated. It's not but, yeah. that complicated. She'd just well, be on the ship and say, I had to go get her. No. What's complicated is I would suspect Janeway, even though she understands, it'd be hard to cozy up to a Borg. It would be, but if you <laughs> yeah. got to save the universe. Yeah. And I mean, she, and she's already ones. wiped out the Borg queen once. Yeah. So <laughs> she knows how to do it if Agnes steps out of line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. But I'm, I'm just like thinking to myself, this was a big miss for me. This 
that that was the biggest miss of all yeah. for me was you've built up the last episode of season two is Agnes and the Borg becoming part of the Federation. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Now and you're then telling me that the Borg it. are bad guys again. And so where's Agnes at with her Borg people? They told you that you had the worst threat of the universe coming your way. So she knew this other Borg queen was bad. There's a there's a meme a there's a meme going around that shows Agnes as the Borg Queen. You know, it's like I my phone was damaged or whatever. <laughs> I've got six hundred thousand voicemails. What's up, guys? Yeah, I, I took a nap for a couple of days. What's going on? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, that, that like to me that was just like why why would you not? That I know that was that was weird to me. I'm sure there's some reason. Huge battle. I mean, that could have yeah. been a monstrous battle. That yeah. would have been nice. But I, I have I have some speculation. I I, I see all of these as missed points, and I, I think it's it's clear that we're fans of the Star Trek franchise. Right. Franchise, and of course, right. this is this is stuff that we want to see is some more fan service. And yeah. I I have to I have to applaud. Terry Metalis for what he did as showrunner for this. Oh yeah. The yeah. the amount of fan service in this and the amount of details in the background on the screens on the, the shelves. Yeah. There is so much love for Star Trek from Terry Metalis that um I mean you can't help but appreciate it. And yeah, I would have yeah. loved to have seen all of that, but I'm I'm ha what I think happened is he wanted to get the story was Picard actually mm -hmm. saved his son. And this became yeah. a story of a father making a connection and mm -hmm. one that he missed out on. And I found it very touching. And, yeah. um, I, and I, I, I do I agree with it. that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was, I'm sorry. I, I dig the series. Um, I, I thought it was done really yeah. good, but we have to talk about the end credit scene. Before we talk, I, I now are you talking about the very last one, or are you yes. talking about the, the one right before scene. that where they're sitting around the table? Okay, that let me one's talk about them too. sitting around the table real quick. All right, let's do that. Them sitting around the table, and they're playing poker. They've been drinking all night. We saved the universe again. Yay! And they're getting drunk, and they're playing poker, and they're having a good time. Who was missing? Picard's fucking girlfriend wife. Oh, yeah. That she one's weird to me. been there. That was weird to me. She should have. Why was she not with him? She was part of the fucking secret service of the fucking Romulans. If I'm going to have anybody at my back helping me, it's going to be one of them. Yeah. She loved him. She was not going to backfire. This guy, she did. She, she yeah. should have been part of that storyline the whole fucking time. It would have been great timing to have her and Crusher meet. Yeah. Like at some point Crusher's like, Talking about her feelings it would make for Picard, nice and all of a sudden, she, yeah, and and she then all of a sudden the Romulan lady walks in, and it would have been like, oh, oh damn, I didn't realize you. Oh, yeah. oops, kind I'm, of thing. I'm with that you there. to me, that to me would have been good. I think they just missed that, but yeah. they totally missed it for her not being there with Jean Luc. I and I agree. Crew. I would have liked to have seen that. I would have liked to have seen because Riker knew. Riker definitely knew her. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to take a wild guess and say that Worf would have at least known of her because of his position in yeah. Section 31. It was it was a weird miss, and 
I haven't looked up the details, but it could come down as far as, as, as something as simple as scheduling conflicts when they were planning this out. Yeah. And yeah, it's possible. That, that just, that just but it's, like I think really it's a missed opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. But you I go agree. ahead. Not now. I just had to point out that one. Those are oh, like absolutely. two big things. Yeah. No, no Agnes Borg queen with her ship and the missing girlfriend. And I'm like, Laris, I think is her name. Yeah. Who would do that? I know that I was just saved the universe, baby. Let's go have sex. <laughs> We're gonna have Romulan sex, <laughs> Romulan ale, and Romulan point of year sex. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Yeah, <laughs> Picard. I mean, he's a freaking. St he's still a robot. He's still a robot. In the same sense that Data is still a robot. Before we get to the very end, though, I do want to talk about. How jealous I am of uh, actors like Brent Spiner who get to grab a role and play multiple roles within that yeah. in multiple levels. And he did such a phenomenal job of showing the fight between data and lore. Um, oh, man. And he switches between those. I mean, we, yes, he's done this character forever. Yeah. He is data. So that's what's great about having all of these characters here. That's who they are. It's them, yeah, but I, yeah. let me let me bounce back just real quick to the card okay, tables. The card table scene. Uh, Terry Metalis had said that he he uh, set up the cameras and they ran them for forty five minutes and just let them play cards and ad lib. No shit. So that scene is them really just having a good time, and that's why it and works so just well. The end of the show. That's I, I, I would cool. I would love like to see their conversation for forty five minutes. I hope that makes it to a Blu Ray. I. I'd like to watch yeah. that. Um, yeah, I would watch that. Absolutely. 45 minute special card game. Yeah. Yeah. He just let him go. And that was, that was great. <laughs> and, and this is, you know, um, I sing the showrunner's praise quite a bit because it, hearing his story amazed me. He was a PA on Voyager. And now yeah, I heard that. Now he's I running. That. I forgot about it. Yeah. A show, he's a damn showrunner, director, writer. Did a good job. Did a he great really job. Did. It, I'm it, glad it, they. Acting for it. As nitpicky as I have been through episodes one or series one, two, and three, like yeah. what I complain about is actually kind of nitpicky. I do think the two things are glaring holes. Like, I believe I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But but other than that, I mean I like how that ended. They, they gave them a good series ending. Well, and it it that's was the same as the series. Well, and that's that's how the series ended, if I'm not mistaken, with a card game. Did it not? Nope. I, th I think it was just Picard walking down a hallway. Okay. By I... himself, smiling. Hmm. Just like the last movie with them dead. I think uh, I, that's that's how I remember it. Yeah. I could be wrong, but that's how I remember it. Because I, I, from watching the interviews, it sounded like this was the end scene of the series as well. Oh, okay. Maybe so I got it wrong. wanted to do a callback, but. I don't know because I'll be honest, I really didn't get into the next generation TV show, but I love the movies. I've seen a right. few. This is that's this is one generation of Star Trek that I never really watched a lot of, which right. is straight. Well, I shouldn't say generation, the next generation. Um, Voyager is I love Voyager and I've seen some Deep Space Nine. But yeah, that's huge Deep Space Nine fan. I, I like what I've seen of Enterprise. I'm starting to like Voyager. For me, the next generation was the toughest one to watch because it was the next series. It was. And, and man, it, you know, we didn't have the Internet then. 
Right. But the hate that you would hear and the articles you yeah. would read in the newspaper are yeah. no different than now. How right. dare they destroy our seer? You know, it's exactly. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it started getting good for me. I, I hate to say this, but after Roddenberry died, um, people started taking chances with storytelling. Mm -hmm. Number one. Number two, when Worf got his long hair and started being B.A., the series upped it up the ante quite a bit because all of a sudden you had a Klingon acting like a freaking Klingon. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's, you did. Yeah, Federation, he was raised by humans, but he's still going to be a Klingon. He still, he still has that, that inner thing that he wants to prove that he's a Klingon. And I thought that worked well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go, go ahead and, and hit us with. with it's Q. It's Q. Q shows up. God bless John Delancey. And I, I just wanted to scream in joy and anger. Yep. Both. I had so much mixed emotions. And I just love that um, Jack calls him out like, what? You know, you were yeah. sick or whatever. And this is what's cool. To me, it just shows that what Q did in his weird ass twisted mind, I'm going to yeah. put everybody through hell to save my friend. My friend's got trauma, so I'm going to traumatize the entire universe so I can fix right. his trauma. Yeah, so what? I can fix him because it made it all okay. We fixed you. You're okay now. Q is nuts. I'm sorry. Q is freaking nuts. And that's, I I love seeing it. I, I, I'm good with it. What? What I wanted to see in that moment was Jack punch Q yes. right in the mouth. <laughs> and Q look at him and go, nobody but Cisco's ever punched me. Yeah. And Jack has no idea who Cisco is. But that would have been like the only second time that he's ever I'm been punched. I'm going to have to go find that episode. <laughs> I got to watch know, that episode. So, oh, yeah. You'll like that episode. That's a good one. Um, yeah, because he starts giving Cisco shit, and Cisco just fucking knocks someone. It's great. The only guy to punch punch Q, but yeah, I just I like that. Like I, I almost wasn't expecting it until you said you got to hold on for the the end credits. You got, and I was like, oh, that's got to be Q coming back. I don't know how. I don't know when, but he's yeah, got to be coming I, back. I think in our talking, you had mentioned that before. I bet you Q's involved. Yeah, yeah. And there's He's no way Q was really sick. And yeah. 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 You were right. You were right. You may just up, up leveled up. So folks, thanks for joining us today's episode with today's episode on season three of Picard. I hope you like Star Trek as much as we do. If not, we've got other yeah. episodes out there um, to check out our movies or shows that we talk about. So hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit the share. Tell your friend, tell your mama. Um, we'll see you next week. Yo, mama. Thank you.